Chapter 44 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 3, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 44 that where ordinary methods fail hardihood and daring often succeed when attacked by the romans the samnites as they could not without help stand against them in the field resolved to leave garrisons in the towns of samnium and to pass with their main army into etruria that country being then at truce with rome and thus ascertain whether their actual presence in arms might not move the etruscans to renew hostilities against rome which they had refused to renew when invited through envoys during the negotiations which on this occasion passed between the two nations the samnites in explaining the chief causes that led them to take up arms used the memorable words quote, they had risen because peace is a heavier burden for slaves than war for freemen in the end partly by their persuasions and partly by the presence of their army they induced the etruscans to join forces with them here we are to note that when a prince would obtain something from another he ought if the occasion allow to leave him no time to deliberate but should so contrive that the other may seize a need of resolving at once as he will if he perceive that refusal or delay in complying with what is asked of him will draw upon him a sudden and dangerous resentment this method we have seen employed with good effect in our own times by pope julius the second in dealing with france and by m de foix the general of the french king in dealing with the marquis of mantua for pope julius desiring to expel the Ventivogli from bologna and thinking that for this purpose he needed the help of French troops, and to have the Venetians neutral, after sounding both and receiving from both hesitating and ambiguous answers, determined to make both fall in with his views, by giving them no time to oppose him, and so, setting forth from Rome with a strong force as he could get together, he marched on Bologna, sending word to the venetians that they must stand aloof and to the king of france to send him troops the result was that in the brief time allowed them neither of the two powers could make up their mind to thwart him and knowing that refusal or delay would be violently resented by the pope they yielded to his demands the king sending him soldiers and the Venetians maintaining neutrality. M. de Foix, again, being with the king's army in Bologna, when word came that Brescia had risen, could not rest till he had recovered that town. But to get there he had to choose between two routes, one long and circuitous, leading through the territories of the king, the other short and direct. In taking the latter route, however, not only would he have to pass through the dominions of the Marquis of Mantua, 
but also to make his way into these through the lakes and marshes wherewith that country abounds by following an embanked road closed and guarded by the marquis with forts and other defensive works resolving nevertheless to take the shortest road at all hazards he waited till his men were already on their march before signifying to the marquis that he desired leave to pass through his country so that no time might be left him to deliberate taken aback by the unexpected demand the marquis gave the leave sought which he never would have given had de foix acted with less impetuosity for he was in league with the venetians and with the pope and had a son in the hands of the latter all which circumstances would have afforded him fair pretexts for refusal but carried away by the suddenness and urgency of the demand he yielded and in like manner the etruscans yielded to the instances of the samnites the presence of whose army decided them to renew hostilities which before they had declined to renew End of chapter 44